Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and are catching up with episode with race engineer Danielle Shepard from Chip Ganassi Racing. This episode brought to you as always by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. Danielle, someone that we've known for a little while, part of the Chip Ganassi Racing Organization on the IndyCar side, part of Scott Dixon Championship and also Alex Pelot's Championship, defending IndyCar champion Alex Pelot. She has been part of the underlayer, the part of the engineering program that supports the race engineer on the technical side, the performance side, the simulation side, you name it. She's been a invaluable part of that team. Now, with the expansion of Chip Ganassi Racing's IMSA program, the Cadillac racing effort, the 02 Cadillac DPI VR driven by Alex Lynn, Earl Bamber, and Neil Johnny here at Sebring. She won her very first race as a race engineer in her second attempt, second ever race in that position with CGR. This coming at the 12 hours of Sebring. It doesn't get much bigger. So I wanted to check in with Danielle. I appreciate her taking some time here in our short form interview show. Hopefully you get to know a little bit about her and also a little bit about the achievement, what it means to her. And just saying, there are plenty of Danielle Shepherds on the way who are already here across pretty much all forms of motor racing. And she is yet again just a shining example of talent being matched with opportunity. And now she gets to join some amazing women who've won as race engineers, but overall just amazing talent to have won. So wanted to speak with her, celebrate her, and hope that y'all get to continue following her journey because this isn't the first and this isn't the last. She will have plenty more of these victories as part of the Ganassi organization. So let's get rolling with Danielle Shepard. So Danielle, you have some pretty cool stuff on your resume. We're going to talk about the big win here at Sebring, something that folks spend their entire lives trying to achieve. And here you go, being cheeky, um, winning overall with the Chip Ganassi Racing Team, the uh, the Cadillac Racing Effort, the O2 DPI VR uh, that you engineer in your second event in IMSA as the uh, the lead engineer. That's amazing, but if you stack on top of that what you have done to date as a member of the uh, Chip Ganassi Racing Team in IndyCar before mo- moving over to IMSA uh, with championships there as well, Scott Dixon, Alex Pillow, um on the performance engineer side, just part of a, a strong engineering team altogether, I should say. I don't know. I don't want to embarrass you, but this doesn't come as a surprise. Um, what's the feeling here, Danielle, a couple days after this big achievement for you, was it relief or was it, yeah, this is, this is how it's supposed to work. You put in hard work and, uh, these kinds of things are supposed to happen. What's the feeling? Yeah, I think it's just more of a testament to the team as a whole. It just shows how, how hard, how hard everyone here works and how much, how much work is put in by each member of the team, how, how well we've picked people to be a part of the team and how much, just how much effort overall by every single person at the shop has been put in. And just to make the car, make the car better, like, you know, take what we learned last year with the O one one running for the first time and work to work to not have mistakes on the car work to make it reliable. And I think it's just, it just shows how strong Chip Ganassi racing is as a whole team. 
and just had our cat Rocky say hello. He wants to be fed again, even though it's only <laughs> eight in the morning. So apologize for the third member of, uh, of the interview here. So let's go back, Danielle, to your quote training. I mean, you come from a really interesting background. Racing is certainly not something that you just uh, fell into a couple of years ago. Maybe before we do a, a deeper dive into how the 12 hours of Sebring played out, for f- folks who don't know, tell them about where racing intersected in your world because I think a lot of folks are going to learn that, oh, she's been a, a, a badass member of the racing community for a while, and now uh, she's getting her uh, her just due at the forefront. Yeah, so uh, when I was a when I was a little kid, I was super interested in racing. I always got to watch it on TV. My mom, my mom was really interested in it, and so was my grandpa. So I, even as a even as a little a little girl, I was always watching uh, watching racing and everything. And then yeah, I thought I had a path in college, but um, once I started there, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I decided that the path I'd originally thought I was going to take wasn't for me, and that. Uh, I wanted to take something that I was passionate about, which was racing and make it, try to make it a career. So I uh, got some internships while I was in college. And that led me to my first, my first position in IndyCar after it, where I started, um, I was with KV for two years doing some data stuff and then was lucky enough to join the Chip Ganassi racing team. Um, first doing data acquisition stuff and then moving over to the simulation role after the first year. And it's just been, it's just been a wonderful team to work with. We have so many great engineers and so many great individuals on the team just learning from them and everything has been has been more than I could ever ask for. Tell us a little bit about the education side, Danielle, because that's that's a pillar these days yeah. in what we see with the most talented race engineers, performance engineers, simulation engineers run on down the line. If you're mm-hmm. involved in the technical side of running a race car, Again, IndyCar, IMSA, F1, NASCAR, everything today involves a lot of smarts, instincts as well, but a lot of smarts. Mm-hmm. Tell folks about your scholastic pursuits and how those have directly assisted uh, your racing career. Yeah, so like I said, I started off um, thinking that I wanted to take a different path. So the school I actually picked didn't even have an engineering program in particular, so I ended up double majoring in uh, math and physics. And it was a smaller school too, so it didn't have any FSAE programs or anything like that. So um, actually my advisor on the math program, um, he knew that I was interested in motorsports engineering and he actually helped me get an internship uh, with a math professor at Davidson College who was specifically doing mathematics research for motorsports, which was a really cool opportunity. And that kind of led to uh, some connections in the industry that brought me. So it's it was kind of an interesting path, probably not the not the traditional path that other race engineers have taken. A lot of a lot of them around here have engineering degrees, mechanical engineering degrees. So it was a bit of a bit of a different path, but it still still got me here. So it worked out in the end. See, here in the Bay Area, we always think of and celebrate Davidson for producing Steph Curry one of the greatest basketball players ever. <laughs> Someone's going to have to make a call to them and say, hey, you got another alumni here. You need to be uh, you're, elevating, you're, right? Your intern, your internship program also helped, this, also See, helped me out too. Exactly. Yeah. Steph Curry, what did that guy ever do? We're talking about <laughs> Shepard here. So uh, before we get to Sebring, Danielle, uh, 
I know one of the things you've told me about and the Ganassi team is certainly proud of on pit lane in IndyCar over the last couple of years, you have risen and taken a, a bigger role and bigger role. And that has been something I know everybody from the drivers you've worked with to Chip Ganassi to Mike Hole, Barry Wanzer, run on down the list. Everyone's been so happy to see you just rise naturally, not you trying to push your way forward, but just talent being applied, the results being part of that great group that you mentioned of mechanics and engineers and strategists and everyone, but you within that group dynamic have really just stood out naturally as someone who deserves bigger and better opportunities, greater opportunities. I know that some of your, uh, some of the race engineers uh, on those IndyCar teams, uh, IndyCar entries as well, big fans of yours. Uh, Brad Goldberg, for example, is like, hey, <laughs> she kicks ass. Anything I can do to help her, I'm going to do because she makes us better uh, in every way. Can you speak to that that kind of group feeling, that collegial feeling of those around you wanting to help you get to as far and as high as you can go? Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's just the atmosphere here. It's an, it's, it's really the team atmosphere that like a chip is created here where everyone, everyone helps each other. Everyone works together. We all, we all push each other to make the team better. And that's really, it's really the atmosphere that he's created here. So like, you know, Mike Hall and Barry and everybody here just keeps pushing that. It's just a pushing the team mentality. It's just the, the, the great way that this team is run just to keep it as, like, you know, not competition among the cars, but like, you know, the win for the O2 car was a win for the entire Indianapolis building. It's not just me. It's not just the O2 crew. It is every single person, every single engineer on the team has, has helped in some way to achieve the win. It's not, it's definitely not an individual sort. It's, it's the great mentality that they've, that they've set up here. And it's, it's nice to have the support of all the other race engineers too you know i i we had conversations before we went about like you know brad running at sebring and john hennick working at sebring too so there were a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of input and a whole bunch of help from all of the race engineers here to try to help me through what was my first sebring and everything and just to try to to try to make the team as great as we can so let's talk about sebring easy race danielle right no adversity for the uh, for the ganassi team whatsoever y'all oh, just man. walked into victory lane no drama <laughs> kidding aside hey you let's just say that you are given every opportunity to appreciate uh, your victory because whether it was my, my dear french fry sebastian in the 01 car and immediate issues uh at the start of the race on pole Y'all in the O2 had to fight like mad and do the traditional comebacks and whatnot. Uh, our, yep. our pal Earl Bamber uh, certainly uh, had the car pointed at all kinds of angles, not necessarily in the, uh, the direction the track was meant to go and had to do some recovery <laughs> there. Share what it was like on the, on the timing stand there for 12 hours, having to do all you could to think about uh, to help keep this car running up front when possible. It certainly wasn't easy. Yeah, I mean, luckily, luckily, well, unfortunately for the 01 car, they had that issue to start with. Luckily, we did not have the same the same issue that they had. But um, pretty early in the race, there we got the we got the drive through penalty. So um, 
we were just kind of riding around for a bit, waiting, waiting to see if a caution flag could come back out to help us get the trek position. And then once it did, we were kind of back up there and back into it. And we'd try like we talked before about different strategies. Should we try the undercut? Should we try the overcut? So we got it. We got into a position where we could we could just try some strategy stuff and just make sure that we were uh, ready for if we needed a an alternate call kind of at the end to try to try to boost us to try to figure out which way worked best and how to how to do that. So we were kind of just um, trying different strategies throughout the race to figure out figure out what worked best and what worked best for our drivers and everything. So I mean, we kind of got in there and um, got it up uh, near near the front there, and then. Um, we were just able to kind of uh, maintain with Alex there during his lesson. And then, yeah, Earl got in and made it, made it a little bit exciting there at the end. He does that um, by the way, he, <laughs> this, he's a drama he queen of the that. highest order. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he definitely kept us on our toes there, you know, coming out after his, what was the last driver exchange coming out and uh, tagging that other car. And then he was able to make it back past the five. And then we got another car. So had to come back past the five twice, but luckily, luckily he was, able to do it both times <laughs> just kept it kept it exciting and interesting for sure i know you've got other things to do here danielle so i don't want to keep you too long we talk all day about this stuff but yeah. why don't we close on this you i know take great pride as do the other women on pit lane in name any series there is thankfully a growing a growing group of amazing women like yourself who are, whether it's making history, setting trends, being those who are opening the door, those who are reaching down to help uh, the next woman up in motor racing, driving, managing, owning, engineering, mechanical, you name it, in all areas, there are some incredible women uh, that you follow, whether it's a Catherine Crawford, uh, Lena Gade, and I'm speaking more in the the sports car front in terms of race engineering, but there's so many amazing women uh, working in your specific discipline. Tell me about what this victory may means for you and what type of reception you received from uh, the other women who I know were rooting you on, cheering you on along with the men as well. But I know this has to mean something to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's great. Obviously. I mean, it's, it's really, I'm really glad to be in the position that I'm in and have, have the support of all the other women on pit lane in, in all the other series. I received so many congratulatory messages from them and from, from everyone else. Just, it's just a, it really is a team sport. You know, it, you have the support of everyone around you and everyone on pit lane and everybody wants to see, wants to see you truly succeed. And that's why it's a, it's a great group of people and a, a like, you know, men and women. And I'm glad, I'm glad too, that we're starting to see more women, more women on pit lane. Hopefully, hopefully they can see, the role that I'm playing and hopefully it can inspire all of the women out there who are interested in motorsports to take, to take that opportunity to take that chance and just pursue their passion. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that overall it can just, it can just serve to inspire other, other women out there to pursue motor racing. Amen. I've always loved the quote that's gone back many, many years, particularly from women, uh, drivers that, look, the car doesn't know the gender of the person operating it. And the same applies to who's sitting on the timing stand as the race engineer, who's changing tires at the pit stop, who's doing a variety of things. So 
while I love being able to celebrate you and for others to celebrate you, Danielle, uh, I do hope, as you mentioned, before too long here, I don't want to say there will be nothing to celebrate, but it'll just right. become normal because mm-hmm. that's the way uh, we hope uh, motor racing will uh, will evolve here in the future. Well, yep. Congratulations, exactly. pal. Seriously, uh, I think you set the bar high for yourself. Winning Sebring in your first your first time out, uh, at least you got it out of the way. How's that? Go win some more and uh, keep adding some uh, cool achievements to your uh, to your team's record book. So, congratulations again. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks once again to Danielle for taking some time here to catch up with us. If you haven't. You may pay a visit to marshallpruittpodcast.com where we have more than 1,200 episodes waiting your perusal. We have a subscribe page with all the major ways you might follow everything that we post when it comes out fresh and new. And then finally, a merchandise page where we have a bunch of show stickers, memorabilia, and whatnot, things that you might want to take home that just help support my wife and I. All right, I am Marshall Pruitt. This is our little Marshall Pruitt podcast brought to you by Cooper Tires the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com.